This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And there is no doubt these are crimes against humanity. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us, here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Let us renew our commitment to the rule of law. Exactly one year since Russia launched its unprovoked war on Ukraine. On Twitter this morning, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky recognized the day, writing, quote, on February 24th, millions of us made a choice, not a white flag, but the blue and yellow one, not fleeing, but facing, resisting and fighting. It was a year of pain, sorrow, faith and unity. And this year we remained invincible. We know that 2023 will be the year of our victory. Here in the United States, the Biden administration is marking the day by announcing a new aid package for Ukraine. It's second of the week. Among other things, it includes several new unmanned aerial systems, new high mobility artillery rocket systems and more ammunition. The White House is also imposing new economic sanctions today against more than 200 groups and individuals in Russia and other parts of the world that are supporting Moscow's war efforts. Well, I'll tell you, Janet Yellen yesterday, the Treasury Secretary, used her opportunity to speak behind closed doors, let the Russians have it, uh, let everybody have it, and said anybody that was supporting the Russians supporting the atrocities in Ukraine. It was extraordinarily strong and striking coming from a secretary of Treasury, a Treasury well, secretary, really, really strong. We move toward an endgame. How do we move toward a negotiated peace? Well, I think that's up for the Ukrainians to decide that. Uh, so what is acceptable to Ukraine, uh, that's, that's territory intact, whatever that answer is going to be. Is it militarily possible for us to get Russians, for the Ukrainians, get every Russian troop out of their country and Crimea? 
I don't think it's militarily possible for the Russians to achieve their initial strategic objectives, political objectives, by military means. I don't think that's possible anymore. On the flip side, uh, the Ukrainians, I think for this year, it would be very, very difficult, uh, not impossible, but very, very difficult uh, for the Ukrainians to achieve their political objectives. And, and their stated political objective is to, for, for every single Russian to leave every single inch of Ukrainian territory. I think that's a very high bar. I think from a military standpoint only, that would be extraordinarily difficult to achieve militarily this year. Uh, what is achievable, uh, I think, is a significant uh, liberation of, of Ukrainian territory. And maybe, <clears throat> if we're lucky, touch wood, uh, uh, the diplomats will enter the fray here and, and, and they'll get to a negotiating table at some point. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, President Biden, President Zelensky, uh, every European leader has said the same thing which is this war will end at a negotiating table, and that's probably right. And thank you so much for being with us. Let me ask you, uh, first of all, what has been the impact of the last year on the EU and uh, European unity? Well, I think we've seen that Putin has done three massive strategic mistakes. He's done many mistakes, but these were uh, exceptional. First of all, he has completely miscalculated the bravery and the courage of the Ukrainian people. But he has also completely miscalculated the unity and the determination and the resolve of the European Union. And the third point was that he tried to blackmail us with energy. We were over-dependent on Russian fossil fuels before the war started. And he tried to blackmail us with energy. He completely miscalculated that we would stand together, diversify away from the Russian fossil fuels and invest massively in renewables so that today we are independent of Russian fossil fuels. So this year brought along an increased unity, determination and resolve of the European Union. I've, I've heard some skepticism among European leaders privately uh, of, of the ability of Ukraine to ever become an EU member because of concerns of ongoing corruption in parts of, of the economy and, and in the society. Um, what do you say to those skeptics, even within your own membership, uh, about the need, the importance of Ukraine eventually becoming a member of the EU? It is amazing, it's heartwarming to see um, the deep wish and the longing of Ukraine to become a member of the European Union. And I'm personally deeply impressed by the willingness to undergo deep reforms, for example, to fight corruption in Ukraine in order to uh, progress uh, in uh, this path towards Europe. And indeed, um, if it wouldn't have been for Ukraine's willingness really to reform, they wouldn't be at uh, today a candidate uh, country to the accession to the European Union. It is impressive to see how fast they deliver. And the accession process is a merits-based process. So it's not a rigid one, but the better you perform, the better you reform, the sooner there is access to the European Union. So it depends on the progress in Ukraine itself. And Ukraine, as I see it today, is absolutely willing to fight corruption, to put in the rule of law, uh, to abide to all the necessary and to follow all the necessary reforms. So it's up to them to deliver. Madam President. Economic assistance is making Ukraine's resistance possible by supporting the home front 
funding critical public services and helping keep the government running. In the coming months, we expect to provide around $10 billion in additional economic support for Ukraine. Putin himself thought he would achieve a victory at minimal cost in the words of CIA Director Bill Burns. One year later, Putin's war has been a strategic failure for the Kremlin. Ukraine still stands. The Biden administration announcing the U.S. is going to send Ukraine another $2 billion security package uh, amid renewed warnings now that Russia could be planning a new military offensive timed around the one-year anniversary of Vladimir Putin's invasion. Kayla Tausch is in Washington this morning, and she joins us with the latest good morning. Good morning, Andrew. President Biden is going to be talking to his G7 allies and President Zelensky this morning. His visit to Ukraine and Poland this week meant to shore up waning support for a war that as of today is entering its second year. But in the last year, the United States has already provided $32 billion in military aid, $13 billion in economic assistance to keep the bills paid, okay. and nearly okay. $2 billion okay. in... Okay. Okay. I can't, I, can't, I can't take any more. First of all, the numbers are all lies and misrepresentations. So they're in full. I got Cortez. We're going to try to get John Fredericks, too, from this amazing um, um, meeting yesterday at the Pennsylvania Senate. By the way, it is a Friday, 24 February in the year of our Lord, 2023. I think, Cortez, in, in years future, that the Biden administration will make this a national holiday in the United States, uh, the Blue and Gold Day. The paper of record uh, right here, the New York Times, they got a fanboy piece. It's the buddy movie here. They got the buddy movie right here of Zelensky and uh, Biden. They're holding hands right there. They're loving up on each other. That's his new, uh, that's his new buddy. Uh, you see where no money for East Palestine, no real trips to East Palestine. You had Alfred E. Buttigieg go out there yesterday, kind of embarrassing, like a nine-year-old that didn't want to go do something. Um, he's there, you know, uh, looking like a goofball, no money. You've got the, um, you have the Senate hearing in Pennsylvania where the people are saying we can't even get the guys to take our phone calls, but 10 billion today from Yellen, 10 billion in economics. That's to pay for the nurses, the doctors, the, all the, all the oligarchs. That's to pay for all the guys that, that run one of the most corrupt countries in the world. That's to pay their money. You don't see any of that coming to your district to pay all that. Another two billion in uh, in in military aid, right? Another two billion in military aid. So that's twelve billion they've committed today. And by the way, everything they say twenty nine billion, two billion, it's a lie. It's two hundred billion dollars. Okay, the Daily Mail's got a great piece. We'll get it up later. Shows you where it all went. It's two hundred billion dollars either been sent and spent or skimmed or committed to go. Okay, so this and you look at all the other NATO allies, you know, we're over 100 billion in military aid alone, military equipment, material, as they call it. The, the other, you know, Germany's 2.5 billion. I'm not kidding. 2.5 billion. The, the rest of NATO is just a joke. They're not sending anything. This is underwritten by the American taxpayer. NATO's throwing in some stuff on the side. Uh, Cortez, I don't even know where to start. Um, but let's start at the fact that the Chinese yesterday put in the CCP, who's under who's underwriting and backstopping the Russians. They put in a peace plan, a twelve page, a twelve point peace plan that that is uh, just in your face, right? And of course, uh, the United States and the Allies rejected immediately because it doesn't right. talk about going back to the original sovereignty. They reject immediately. Zelensky, our buddy, the buddy movie Zelensky, he says, "Hey, I want to meet with China." You know, they got some interesting things here. I want to meet with China. First thing he says, "I want to meet with China." 
This will be right. like Iraq, which yesterday just announced that they're going to they're going to they're going to sell all the oil they're going to sell to China is going to be converted into yuan, right? Not to dollars. So they're getting rid of the, they're getting rid of the dollars of prime reserve currency. Our buddies in Iraq who we spent seven trillion dollars. Remember liberating them so they had the green right. th- they had the blue thumb and they were voting in the elections. We bringing democracy to the Iraqis, right? That that turned right. out well. Where yeah. do you want to start in this one, Cortez? We got so much. We got so much to feast on here. I, you know, you yes. tell me where to start. An unfortunate feast. Well, let's start with the contrast because you have correctly described and detailed the tale of two cities here, right? In East Palestine, Ohio versus Kiev, and where the priorities of the American ruling class are: the Washington War Machine, permanent Washington, Biden, along with a lot of Republicans. Their priorities are five thousand miles away on escalating a regional struggle that really should be irrelevant to the United States instead of focusing here. And new news out today, just before the show, Steve, we got terrible inflation data, terrible new inflation data um, on the PCE, which is the preferred inflation gauge of the Fed. It rose measurably well above Wall Street expectations because of that. Interest rates are also rising this morning. 10-year Treasury yield, which is the benchmark yield upon which all interest rates globally are based, 10-year Treasury yield is almost back up at 4%, 3.96% today. So Americans are languishing economically, are struggling simply to survive and afford the necessities of life. Forget about the luxuries for middle and lower income folks right now. All right, they're reaching for credit cards for the necessities. And at that same time, We are massively financing and escalating a war 5,000 miles away to defend the eastern border of Ukraine, while our very own border here in the United States is absolutely out of control and teeming with trespassers uh, who are breaking and entering into our country. So that is the tale of two cities right now, uh, and that that is the perverse priorities of Washington. And I'm glad you played. I know it's probably hard for a lot of the audience to watch uh, some of the things that you play there in the opening, a speech by Kamala Harris, um, the, the corporate media, you know, unfortunately just engaging constantly in, in narrative and platitudes and bromides, you know, all of which are basically empty sloganeering. But the, but the takeaway, I think, for the American people has to be, we are not the priority of permanent Washington. That is simply the reality right now. Also, to put this in context, yeah. you know, and you're right, we're, we're spending now upwards of $200 billion. But if we were to even just accept sort of the, the Washington mark of we spent a little over $100 billion, I think for folks out there, you, when you hear billions and trillions, you, you know, your eyes might glaze over. What does that mean? What is, what is $100 billion? Let's put that in context. That is the entire tell, budget. Tell, the Steve, Steve, ha, Steve, Steve, ha, ha, yeah, hang on for one second. I want to get yeah. to all that and compare and contrast. By the way, Steve, we're actually going to expand it. We're going to go to Yuma in the 11 o'clock hour. So we've got a tale of three cities, Yuma, Arizona, East Palestine, Ohio, and Kiev. You're going to compare and contrast. And let's see where the American people come down on all this next in the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. 
Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters sq.com, and download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Pete, I just have a quick question. Uh, The American public doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job. Will you be resigning anytime soon? I'm not here for politics. I'm here to make sure the community can get what they need. Will you apologize? I I want to be speaking. Will you apologize for the response? Let's go in here and get away from you. No, no apology. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city? You know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance. This is a very important question that people across America would like to know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public? He has not been here until Donald Trump came. As one witness said, that he had reached out to everybody. No one got back to them except Doug Mastriano. No one. I am asking that they trust uh, the government. President of Stanów Zjednoczonych Ameryki, Pana Joe Bidena. No Pete Buttigieg, no Joe Biden. They just feel like they've been abandoned. Uh, The water that has been tested and the air that has been tested uh, is coming back with no adverse health impact levels. Everybody's concerned. Number one, they keep referring to us as the low class or they they act like we're stupid here in East Palestine. Mainstream media. Oh, absolutely. Because we haven't had a heavy rain or a heavy snow to push those chemicals into the wells. Test those wells in about six months or a year, and then we'll see what they have to say. Migraine headaches, sickness, rashes, welts, shortness of breathing, their kids sick, can't go to school, pets dying, the fear is like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, I'm telling you guys, this is a mini Chernobyl. The cover, this is a cover up. Get this, two and a half times more vinyl chloride than exists in the entire United States. These people have been lied to. The cover up here is a cover up now. And we got this feckless weasel communist president going to the Ukraine, giving away a half a billion dollars of our money. So they have money in their pocket. And these people are afraid to eat. No, no, no. We're going to get to, we're going to, look, here's the good news. The process has started and already they're focused on what's important. What's important is who authorized the controlled release and then who authorized, quote unquote, a controlled burn. These are the forgotten people of America, Steve, and it's really despicable. Well, they ain't forgotten no more. The war room's got your back 100%. We're all over this, John Frederick. The Tale of Three Cities, that would be East Palestine, Ohio, Yuma, Arizona, and Kiev, Ukraine. Um, and maybe we'll throw in a fourth, the, the nation's capital of the American empire. Let's go to John Fredericks, uh, sir, the American Chernobyl. What, a day after, you've had it, you've had it now a day to, to, to think about this. 
the incredible uh, testimony yesterday of the forgotten man and woman uh, with Senator Mastriano's hearing and uh, and basically the cover up, sir. Well, listen, uh, Steve, still here in uh, Monaco, Pennsylvania, trying to really absorb going through our notes all last night about what happened. And what you've got here is classic wag the dog. I mean, you go to that hearing yesterday, and it was it was incredible. After you got through the witnesses, and then you went to Pima, this guy uh, this guy was a complete joke, Randy Podfield, and he could see the cover-up. I mean, he talked for 20 minutes. It was a complete bureaucratic word salad. I mean, it was like going out for Chinese food. You get into your car, and you're starving. I mean, he gave no information. And all these people were asking for is give us information about our life. How much chemical was released? What are the chemicals that got re released? One person said, I, I went to the doctor who said, well, what are the chemicals so I can treat them? No one knows. This is called a cover-up when you don't give anything. They wanted a precise timeline. They didn't get that. They wanted the documentation of how this decision was made. They didn't get that. Six hours of a hearing, and we had the bureaucrats come in, and no one gave any information. When you look at a classic cover-up, this is what you get. Stonewalling, blackout, no information, hodgepodge, word salad, the whole thing. These feckless bureaucrats. Look, this decision was made as a state senator, um, the, uh, the ranking member state senator said, Muth, this decision was made on the behalf of Norfolk Southern's bottom line. There's no other way out of this because those tracks were laid immediately. It was within 10 minutes when those tracks got relayed that trains were rolling again. And nobody can get to the bottom of what was this burn? And first of all, it was not a controlled burn. This thing was totally out of control. I mean, we, we had an Amtrak driver that uh, retired that was one of the witnesses who said, wait a minute, these, these tracks, I've been doing this for 30 years. Years. They're very sophisticated. When you get the burn, you get all the uh, the lighting goes off as a train operator. You know, that was just ignored. So, but now what they want to do is they want to focus on the, like you said earlier, they want to focus on the derailment. Well, the der whatever happened with the derailment, human error or, or what, the scandal here, the cover-up is what happened to this toxic waste that spilled over why was this decision made to burn it? Who was involved? And they didn't even tell anybody. This is the other thing. And people are saying, people are coming from out of town saying, well, is it 20 miles? Is it 30 miles? Is it 50 miles? Now we've got residents in West Virginia who are saying, well, am I affected? It, at, in Morgantown, where my, my son is going to a, a season starting next season to go to college. You know, now they're saying, there's, people are uh, texting him, hey, are we going to be okay? There's no information. The whole thing is bottled up. Now you got DeWine today, goes on Fox and Friends, which is a complete fake network, conservative ink, toe in the line, goes on Fox and Friends. Hey, everything is fine. Water's fine. We tested it. The air's fine. Okay, Mike, why don't you go there? Why don't you take your grandkids there for like a week? Drink the water, bathe, shower, stay there, and then tell us every, everything is fine. They're not going to go because they're afraid. They're lying to us, Steve. This is a mini Chernobyl. 
It is the biggest scandal we've ever seen, and it's a cover-up, and you're witnessing it in living color every day. Talk to us about DeWine. The, the, the Fox did this because you got to remember, Fox is now the virulently anti-Trump. They didn't cover Trump at all. We've had so many people, economy say, hey, did Trump go? Right? The Fox did not cover a second of Trump being there, but they brought DeWine on today after the Pennsylvania hearing, which they didn't cover, after Trump's visit, which they didn't cover, to run the playbook of the Republican establishment with Mike DeWine. Walk us through what DeWine said again. Everything's fine. Just like he said the day he showed up, remember, the day the day of the burner, he shows up and says, yeah, it's all great, nothing here, You know, send the kids back to school. Yeah, he said, hey, we tested the water, everything is fine, there's nothing to see here, move along. Well, you weren't at the hearing, okay? You didn't see the people that came up as witnesses. Two of them got on my radio show, and one of them said, I mean, she turned to me and said, John, look at me. Take a look at me. Do I look okay? She's full, head to foot, she's got a full ration welts. She said, do I look okay? No, you don't look okay. You look like you, you need to be in the hospital. I mean, this is what these people are suffering. And then you got this, this, this feckless weasel DeWine saying everything is fine. And you got Fox News now part of the cover-up. You know, East Palestine, Steve, is the inflection point for the working people again. The forgotten people. Same people that we talked about in 2015 and 2016 that you first brought out, said it was the forgotten people that got uh, trampled in 2008 like me, that got kicked to the curb. Nobody cared about them. This is the same thing. It's happening again. No one cares. And this hearing yesterday was incredible with these people coming forward, begging for help. I went on a, I went on a talk show yesterday before War Room, Miranda and, uh, and Dr. Gina with RAV, who was asking me, well, John, give us, give our audience the number to call. Like, what number do they call? And I'm like, there is no number because nobody answers the phone because no one cares. So the problem is there's no number to call. That's what the problem is, Steve. And we haven't even got to the tip of the iceberg. This cover-up, we don't know how deep it goes, who made that decision, why they did this. And basic, And now you got Joy Bear yesterday. Steve, get this. I mean, I, we're done. This, this country is, I thought it was hanging by a thread. We're in a free fall. You got Joy Bear yesterday on The View saying, uh, this is incredible. Well, you know what? They, the people of Ohio and East Palestine, they got what they deserved. They voted for Trump twice. They got what they deserved. Basically, she said they deserve to die for voting for Trump. This yeah. is a national talk show on yeah. a major no network. If, yeah. if, if somebody yeah. on our side did that, they would have gotten fired within 15 yeah. minutes. She's still, she's still out there, yeah. and they're laughing about it. Let, well, they voted for Trump. Let, let, they deserve to die. Yeah. Their let, pets deserve her, to die. Her, her, ABC, they deserve to get a, a, cancer. ABC is unbelievable. Let, 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 them, eat, let them eat Fosgene. Uh, John, how do people get to you to file your coverage? Because you're all over this now. At JF Radio Show, one thing, at JF Radio Show, and uh, you can download our free app there. Follow me on Getter Live as well, 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, we're going to be spending the day in Pittsburgh today. Uh, we're buying some stations there, so I'm doing my due diligence. But even the residents of Pittsburgh, no one knows how far this goes out. No one knows how far it goes downstream, yeah. Steve. No one knows anything. 
There's been a blackout of information. Yeah. That's called the cover-up. Follow well, me at GF Radio well, Show. We're Steve, make thank sure. you for the coverage. At the, Steve, at the end of the day, okay, you've been with me a long time. You're the only person that understands this. The plight of working people, this is a class war again. And once again, you're the only guy in America standing behind us. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. John Frederick's short commercial break. We're going to talk about inflation. We have E.G. Antoni and the Steve Cortez, the world's expert in capital markets. All next in the war room. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. The Tale of Three Cities, East Palestine, Ohio, Yuma, Arizona, and Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, Cortez, give me a minute on the uh, on the forgotten man here. In particular, you got Fox sure. now running interference for the Mike DeWine, the, the corporatist Republican Party, sir. Yeah, these are the perverse priorities of the ruling class and of permanent Washington on full display. You know, uh, a, a very important point here that was just made is that uh, folks like DeWine, these these political leaders, uh, EPA Regan, uh, Transportation Buttigieg, they should all be living and working right now in East Palestine. And if they tell us that the water is safe, they should be drinking it from the tap on camera. Same with Norfolk Southern CEO Shaw. He should not be hundreds of miles away in his mansion in Georgia. All of these people need to take responsibility, need to be on the scene uh, where they can participate in what is going on uh, and, and whatever is necessary for a, for a valid cleanup of that community. What we see instead is a total dereliction of duty and abdication of leadership. And I think in no small part, Steve, it's because this happens to be a town Full of people that the ruling class doesn't care very much about. It happens to be a town of Trump voters, of deplorables, of working class white folks who get no respect from the powers that be. That is the reality right now. Uh, and thankfully, you are shining a light on it and making sure that the American people are informed about what's going on there and that we do care deeply about what is happening in East Ohio. By the way, the Hill newspaper right, uh, which is not Breitbart, not uh, Gateway, Revolver, Citizens Free Press, or War Room. 
lead story. If, if Denver can please, I think I got it to you guys. Just just do the headline in the picture. The lead story in the Hill newspaper right now: Biden faces political threat with East Palestine train derailment. Uh, it's one of the many reasons I think we'll get into this later, Steve, about why Biden is is delaying his announcement. But people in the country are waking up to this about what the problem in this country is. I want to bring in, we pride ourselves in being months ahead at least, and hopefully sometimes years ahead of what's important. We, we played uh, that uh, when, when the huge stories came out last week about China and Russia control, you know, going to have such an impact on the food supply and why your food's going up and all that. We played from March 7th of last year, Steve Cortez, literally telling you exactly why this was going to happen. Right with the phosphate and the the potash in Russia and the fertilizer and all that. Uh, I want to bring in EJ uh, Antoni. EJ, we had you on your 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 work. You work with more Steve Moore's committee to unleash prosperity. Also over at Heritage, you came on the show. I think it was three weeks ago, and you talked about the inflation number. You talked to us about what was going to happen at the end of January, and you nailed it. Walk us through the the, the release on this inflation number today and the impact on the American people. Well, inflation, Steve, is not dead yet, not by any stretch, regardless of of what the Fed may tell you or what the politicians in Washington may tell you. In fact, prices rose so fast in the month of January in the Fed's preferred uh, inflation metric that if you extrapolate that out to a whole year, prices are running uh, price increases are running three times hotter than their target of two percent. So again, by no means is inflation over. In fact, it's accelerating. What what part of the inflation concerns you the most? When you see this number today, the top line number, as you get to go through the math, because you're you're the st- statistical guy, um, what concerns you the most about this number today? Uh, I would say the fact that it is so widespread. You know, for for the longest time, we were told, oh, this month's inflation number was because of supply chain issues, or this month's inflation number was because of a spike in gasoline, or this or that or the other. But what what we're seeing is just increases across the board. We are seeing, uh, even if you take out the outliers of the, the prices that rose the fastest, and the prices that rose the least or perhaps even went down, you strip out those outliers, what you're left with is still very fast price increases. So again, inflation, I can't emphasize enough, inflation is not dead yet. What's the impact on the American people here? It is a transfer of wealth from the American people to the government. That's what inflation is. If you want to name that in a single word, we call that a tax. What... um Talk to me about what the committee right now. I, I know this. We got this massive budget deficit. They're still wrangling about, which does just have to throw gasoline on. What is what is your recommendation right now? What Yellen, uh, the Fed, and the Biden regime should be doing? Well, the number one thing is stop the spending because as the Federal Reserve uh, needs to print money to cover those deficits in order to prevent those treasury rates from getting too high, that's what gives us inflation. You were just mentioning earlier about the 10-year treasury. uh, That rate is ticking up as investors see inflation running hotter and hotter. And so if Congress actually cuts the spending, they will stop working at cross-purposes to the Fed. And that, frankly, is the only way we can even hope to achieve a soft landing here. Outside of that happening, there is no way to make that uh, soft landing 
thing possible. And because Congress and the Fed are working at cross purposes, and the more they spend, the more they borrow, the more the Fed has to print, and the higher rates have to go to try to rein in this monster that, frankly, they let loose in the first place. With spending. EJ, uh, how do people get to your social media and how do they get to your uh, site? Uh, they can find me at heritage.org and also they can find me uh, on Twitter at Real EJ Antoni. EJ, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here, brother. Great called shot. That's what Steve, we love thank having you guys for having me. on here. Cort- Thanks, brother. Cortez. Um, th- this is why you and I talked when Jamie Dimon made that comment the other day that the right. Fed doesn't quite have their hands around this. One of the reasons they don't have their hands around this, EJ's right, it's not just cross-purposes. It's like they don't care. They're not, right. they're not really interested. The inflation thing's only it, – it's only – because the wealthy don't pay – the inflation doesn't mean anything to the wealthy. In fact, some of the assets classes they have increase. The, 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 they're not going to stop the spending. They're not going to come close to stopping the spending. It's all performative right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And they have the Fed. But all that just transferred to to the little guy. And you're the first one to call it. I know you've got some other. Tell us about life is I want to talk about cars because everything's interest rate sensitive. And people this audience get understand this, baby. It's going to get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse. The ten the the bond market is is throwing up on the business model of the United States of America. And you right. have these clowns up here, Janet Yellen coming up to in your face with ten billion dollars more to the Ukraine to pay for to pay for things that your local community can't pay for that are star right. for, right? That that's right. what they're paying for, and another two billion in arms. Steve Cortez. Steve, we are borrowing money. Okay, we don't have this money. We are borrowing money at increasingly high interest rates to pay pensions in Ukraine. I mean, think about just that fact alone. It's appalling, particularly at a time like this, a tremendous economic anxiety. And, and let's get to that. I want to I want to talk about the on the ground reality for Americans right now. And you're right, Steve. You know, we, we often say on this show that the bond market actually matters far more to most people's lives than the stock market. The stock market might be more fun, more sizzle, sort of more sexy to watch. And I understand that totally. By the way, stocks getting killed today. Uh, the Dow's down almost 500 points. The retail sector, which of course is extremely sensitive to inflation, the retail sector is down two and a half percent right now. Why? Because 10-year Treasury yield is picking up. But the point is the bond market matters so much more to most people's lives. Most people don't own enough stocks for the stock market to be that consequential. But everyone, everyone has uh, has vulnerability to rising interest rates. That's the reality. Let's talk about some of that vulnerability. If we can please pull up chart number three. This is on car loan delinquency. And this is an article from Yahoo Finance talking about, uh, and they call this data bone chilling. That was the phrase that is used by Yahoo Finance, bone chilling data about rising auto loan delinquencies. People simply cannot make their car payment. Almost 2% are severely delinquent, which is a significant rise over November. And this is the most important part here that I highlighted. It's the worst delinquency rate since 2009. And Steve, we keep hitting these kinds of markers, okay, unfortunately. On so many metrics, we're saying this is the worst ever or it's the worst since the 0809 great financial crisis. Well, in terms of, of auto delinquencies, auto loan delinquencies, it's the worst since 2009. And Steve, even more troubling, that's also in the article, as far as subprime loans, so loans to riskier borrowers, delinquency rates are at an all-time high, not just the worst since 2009, 
the worst ever uh, in the history of keeping these rates. So these are the tangible, real-world consequences that repo men all over the country are getting incredibly busy, and they're going to be getting busier because the consumer is tapped out a trillion dollars in credit card debt an average rate of now over 20% on that credit card debt. The average, the average loan uh, being carried, credit card loan being carried is $7,500. The consumer cannot afford that, can't finance that, can't pay that minimum and make the car payment. That is what the numbers are telling us here, the harsh reality of what Biden's inflation is doing to destroy the prosperity of Americans who have now endured 22 straight months of declining real wages, crashing real wages, meaning what you get paid adjusted for the goods and services you need to live your life. Americans are working harder to get poorer every single day. And yet, where's Janet Yellen focusing? Where's Biden focusing? Where are Republicans focusing? Okay, people like Tom Cotton, who we used to be able to depend on, who voted for that omnibus monstrosity, they are focused on borrowing mountains of money to continue to spend like drunken sailors and sending a good portion of it over to Ukraine to escalate a war that has no U.S. national interest no. at stake. When, 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 when Biden left from the buddy movie, when he left the buddy movie, uh, the, the six or seven Republicans followed up McCall. And their thing is how, however long it takes and however much it takes. It's an open checkbook with no audits, no nothing. Just, just keep throwing until the last Ukrainian's dead. We'll keep supplying money and weapons with, with no... No thought of the United States of America. I want to go back before we talk about the credit card of the United States, which we're going to make your direct analogy here. I want to go back to subprime land because there's many people and why it's an indicator of economic health. Folks in this audience ought to understand you're about to you're about to you're about to be part of subprime land, right? Because your credit is about to get destroyed. Why is subprime? That is a amazing statistic. It's the highest default rate ever in subprimes because we've been through some bumpy. We've we've been through some bumpy times before, have we not, Brother Cortez? We certainly have, right? I mean, you know, going back decades. I mean, when you look at at nine eleven, at the dot com bubble, at the at the great housing crisis of oh eight and oh nine, we've been through some very very tough times, but the subprime auto market has never been worse than it is right now. Never a higher rate of delinquency than right now. And again, for overall car loans, not just subprime, for overall car loans, it is the worst right now since the worst delinquency rate since 08, 09. You know, these are undeniable facts, Steve. You know, this isn't an opinion. This isn't Steve Cortez skewing something. Uh, Yahoo Finance is not exactly a right-wing organization, right? Uh, but they're at least willing to tell the truth and lay the facts out there on this auto delinquencies. Uh, and, and, and it's hardly isolated also, Steve, because we can put this in the context of so many other metrics, you know, all of them deteriorating, right? We focused a lot this week on the trillion dollars in credit card debt, uh, very necessarily so. Uh, same kind of situation there, by the way. There's also a subprime sector of credit card debt. And not surprisingly, that is far more distressed than the overall uh, state of, of credit card debt right now. But subprime uh, suddenly becomes a much larger group. You're exactly right in a time of economic decline, because a lot of people who aren't subprime now are about to become subprime or may not consider themselves that That's way my point. Right, right this minute, uh, but they're sliding toward it. That's what declining real wages do to a country. This country yes. is getting poorer yes. every single month because of policy mistakes, because of policy decisions. These are created crises. Now, the great news is we have the yeah. House, and if the House GOP holds the line, we can start to fix this mess, but well, they have to do it on the deadline. Okay. 
we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the debt limit, and we're gonna talk about uh, the government's credit card or the line of credit from the government. How this is about to explode with an exploding defense budget and exploding interest payments. Short break. Cortez next. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. You know, I was able to uh, jump on a, uh, a live chat uh, with uh, Grace Chung and some folks last night uh, for a few minutes. Uh, it's fantastic. This is why you got to use Getter. We're up all the time. We're putting up information all the time. Our contributors are. It's just a fantastic platform. Uh, one of the things, though, it was, I think, 10, 1030 at night. We were still here in the war room. The team was still working on the show this morning. And, and this, we don't get a ton of hours of sleep, but we make sure we get the best quality sleep. That is on the products of MyPillow. And this MyPillow 2.0 is revolutionary, and people are raving about it, the new technology that kind of cools things down as you sleep. So go to, my, go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. You get the buy one, get one free on the a launch of MyPillow 2.0. Plus, on, when you go to our square, you get all the other amazing products of MyPillow. You need a great night's sleep. You're not going to get a ton of hours because we're so busy saving the country, Correct. What you need, though, is quality. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Go there right now. Buy one, get one free on the MyPillow 2.0. Also, CPAC.org slash War Room. We're expecting everybody, particularly in the Mid-Atlantic region, to show up. We're having a uh, uh, live studio audience for four days. We get to meet everybody. You guys get to participate. Tell us what you want us to cover and cover better, right, or what you like about the coverage. Looking forward to hearing everybody there. We're going to have a ton of great guests, great contributors. The entire production team is going to be there, plus all the big stars. From REV and everywhere else, right? We're going to have, you know, Nigel and Seb and everybody. Bolsonaro is going to be there. President Trump speaks on Saturday. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure you go there. Steve Cortez, their credit cards and their credit cards. 
the, the, the basically the United States of America is becoming a subprime borrower, right? I mean, this is right. a, this is a rolling bankruptcy. The only way, and this is this new, and I want to make sure people this missed it's not misdirection play. But even Brad had it yesterday. A lot of the new stats are coming up. I'm just talking about oh, public debt as a percentage of GDP, public debt as a percentage. Of, that's just what we create and own. That's that's the magic, right? That's the magic of the Fed, right? Is that that's not total debt. Because the CCP still owns over a tree and the Japanese insurance companies, the Japanese banks. The problem is it's getting harder and harder to find buyers for our debt because right. the business model is not sustainable. And people understand what they're getting is a devaluation as you have this continual inflation. You're doing a rolling devaluation on people. Steve Cortez. No, you're exactly right. Look, the, the U.S. is being repriced, essentially, as a much riskier borrower. And if you, if you think of it in terms of just personal finance, right, if you've got a high credit score and you go get a mortgage, you get a lower rate, obviously, than somebody who has a low credit score, right? They have to pay the bank more for the risk of that loan. That is essentially what is happening on a grand scale to the United States. If you think of global bond markets as effectively the bank, the bank does not believe any longer in the business model of the United States and is unwilling to lend our country uh, mountains of money at extremely low interest rates. By the way, let's put the interest rates in context. On election day in 2020, 10-year treasury yield was 0.8%, 0.8, well below 1%. Today, as we sit here, it is 3.95%. Okay, that is what has happened the treasury yields and climbing, by the way, I believe had far higher. But, but, here, but, but, but hold it. Hold, hold, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. The 10 year treasury controls your financial life. That's one lesson we right. hope we've taught everybody that this is why your financial and economic life suck. It is because of the Biden regime and the collaborationist Republicans in the Senate that mm-hmm. continue to pass all this over the top spending that led to the inflation. Zero point eight percent under Trump. And I understand Trump sends out some mean tweets and, you know, he can say some things that people, you know, consider nasty and all that. 0.8% versus almost 4%. I mean, that is an incredible, that is an incredible climb in a couple of years. Is it not Steve? And this is why the audience, this is why your financial and economic life suck. And if you're under 35 years old, why you don't have a financial and economic life, you're nothing but a surf. Brother Cortez. That's right. And remember, too, the way bond math works, uh, going up a full percent, right, going from 3% to 4% is massively more consequential than an interest rate, say, going from 9% to 10%, right? In other words, because that 1% is such a large percentage of the beginning baseline. It's a third, right, of of what was a 3% rate, which is now a 4% rate. So it matters massively right, to our entire economy. This is the reason that people can't pay their auto loans right now and that the repo men are about to get extremely busy, are already getting busy, but going to get even busier. It's going to be one of the few growth industries out there, sadly, in the country, uh, is car repossessions. That's the, the real world, tangible reality of the total fiscal and monetary irresponsibility of permanent Washington. And I think there is equal blame on both ends, on the fiscal side regarding the Congress and the Biden White House, and certainly on the monetary side regarding the Fed. Now, the Fed seems to have suddenly found religion, and that's a good thing, uh, but it doesn't deserve much credit because it created this monster. The Fed took its balance sheet. Talk about a credit card. It took its balance sheet. We showed it on the show a couple of days ago. It's uh, balance sheet all the way up to almost $9 trillion. Now, it has been very slowly reducing it, but it's only gotten it down to $8.5 billion. And just that 
pretty minuscule uh, decline in the Fed balance sheet has caused convulsions in global capital markets. And they really haven't even gotten started, right, in terms of materially drawing down the Fed balance sheet. So this credit card mentality and this credit card approach to governing uh, has finally turned around and really bitten America very, very badly. And th the reality is we don't have the luxury anymore. Global capital markets, because of inflation unleashed by Joe Biden, global capital markets are not going to give the United States the luxury any longer of borrowing as much money as we want at 1%. Okay, that's just not, that, that's not real world anymore. It's 4% and climbing, and climbing, Steve. Very soon, probably at current rates, probably by 2025, 2026 at the latest, interest on the debt is going to be the single biggest expenditure of the federal government, bigger than defense. Yeah. So I think we I'm need saying, to cut, of course. I'm saying the point gonna, is we're going to spend more on the it, debt. I, yeah. We get nothing back for it, right? Nothing. It's literally just a payment. It, you, yeah. you might as well light the money on fire as far as the American people are concerned, right? Uh, nothing, in, nothing in return for it. It's going to be the single biggest item and soon. St Steve, just hang with me for a second. 90 second break. Cortez is going to give us a little bit of the A block, and here's why. It's a tale of three cities. It's East Palestine, Ohio. It is Yuma, Arizona. And it is Kiev, Ukraine. And we're going to talk about uh, Yuma. We're going to talk about what happens down the border, this hearing they had. And Steve Cortez's thoughts and reflections and observations on the invasion of the United States and the current crisis in all things immigration, legal and illegal. Next in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. 
How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.